This is the DTC podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Boys and girls, it is time to hustle and get rich. Lights, camera, action in three, two, one. Welcome into Defeating the Curse. It is a victory Thursday. The Wizards showed up to play the entire game this time as opposed to uh, a quarter here and a quarter there. Big win tonight. The Verizon Center looked like a full house. A couple of us were in the arena and confirmed that as well. I was watching on TV. Atmosphere looked amazing. This team came out of the gate hungry, on fire, and determined. John Wall was playing the ball. I haven't seen him play that way maybe, um, I don't know, maybe maybe since the last series when he came out angry, just determined to set the pace on the offensive side and the defensive side of the court. IT picks up three fouls within the first four and a half minutes of the game. Boston never finds a rhythm. Wizards go on a 22 to nothing run. And the next thing you know, it's halftime. And then after that, the benches are cleared and Wizards put a W in the uh, in the books. And a get decisive ready for W. A big decisive W, absolutely. And now, you know, get ready for uh, for Sunday back in um, back in the phone booth again. But, Paul, give me your thoughts. What did you see tonight? What, what did you see tonight that they, um, that they did differently? The the biggest thing is, and I was telling you guys, is we, we came out in the first, and it wasn't really gas pedal all the way down, right? So we came out a little more controlled, a little more balanced, working on our rhythm. Um, and we just kind of let our game take over. And then, I mean, eventually the, the violence and the anger and the greediness came out. But honestly, we, we played our game. I mean, Gortat was excellent. Porter was hitting everything. I mean, even Markeith was he was doing his thing. He only had, what, two, two fouls this game, which is huge. I mean, we, we came out hats off to Brooks. I mean, he coached us up. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing would probably be that he committed Beal to be on IT for the majority of the game, which helped a lot. I mean, we shut down IT. So I'm I'm all around happy. I'm happy to see the bench go at it. Kelly Oubre is my man. It was not necessary, but it, it showed that the Wizards, it showed that the Wizards right? were not going to take any more BS from the Celtics, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I agree with you. I I, um, I was a little nervous losing Ubre for more than half the game. He he's pivotal. He provides a lot of. Uh, he definitely provides a, a defensive spark for the team, and more recently in the in the last couple of games, an offensive spark off the bench. So I was worried right. losing him, but yeah, I'll I'll take that type of that type of reaction. Kelly Olynyk, well, you know, the boys, the boys from uh, Celtics over easy told us on Sunday, you know, he, he either comes out aggressive or he comes out flat. He didn't really come out very aggressive today. And I, again, it, looking at it over and over, it probably wasn't a dirty play and it probably didn't merit that type of reaction, but I'll take it. Because, I think because, the because team it was back him. to back, it was back to back on, on bad screen set. Right. So Uber just had enough of the, of the BS that the Celtics were giving us. But, I mean, uh, uh, something that people aren't picking up on is, if you didn't notice, Olenek was essentially, he didn't get ejected, but he got benched by his coach. He didn't go back in the game after that. 
probably for fear of another fight breaking out. So, yeah, Uber got ejected, but he also took out Olenek for us, which, I mean, not that he's a game changer, but it's just one more thing that ruins the rotation of the Celtics. And it was just, it was honestly, like, John. You, when you have John Wall dancing on the sideline in the fourth after essentially resting most of the half, you're happy. I mean, I'm I'm so happy to see him just climbing on the sideline. It was it was great. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you know, that's an interesting point you make too. That uh, Olinick didn't come back in. Or he didn't come back in for a while. He only played um, 12 minutes tonight. Um, really didn't do much as far as points, rebounds, or anything else. I think he finished with. Um, uh, let's see, finished with one point. You know, basically a free throw. Uh, but let, let's let's talk for a second about the Wizards bench. Ian Mahimi. My man, Mahimi. Oh, welcome back, Mahimi. Yeah. To go from not practicing oh, wow. to the first or second person off the bench is incredible, right? Incredible. And he changed yeah. He changed the dynamic completely. Um, you know, I'm a big Jason Smith guy, but he's not Mahimi. Mahimi comes in, um, didn't play a whole lot, but the minutes he gave them were very valuable off the bench, in my opinion. He stuffed the lane on defense. He uh, took up space on the offensive side, set some high screens, I think he got a couple easy putbacks as well, but just a different right. team. The second unit is completely – Bojo found his groove, and it, I don't think it's by yeah. surprise, and I don't think anyone should be surprised that it happens as Ian you know, is back in the lineup and playing alongside him. The defense can't just collapse and shift over to him. Uh, you know, Bo Buckets found his groove 20 points, I think, tonight, and much-needed points at that, but he, he played outstanding. He played outstanding, gave him some big minutes. Um, although the game was never really close, I appreciated the fact that they played as if it was, as opposed to the last two games, right? Which right. we were up in, a, in you know, on their court, and it's as if uh, you know it was the the final minutes of the of the end or the end of the game, and things got away from us. So I definitely appreciate that. Every time there was a timeout, Coach Brooks reset them and said, "Hey, it's zero zero. Run the offense. Don't get caught up in the right. craziness." And keep your foot right. down. And, and it was perfect. I mean, even Brandon Jennings coming out there, I mean, he was a little chippy, a little mouthy. But, I mean, the, the fact that he even came out there with, with a little bit of fire in him when there was no need, a lot of people are going to hate on it. It was a pointless double T that happened on the court. I mean, I love it. I love seeing the bench essentially taking over and being like, the starters did it. We're going to finish it. It's it's on us. And they, they did just that. And it was usually when the bench comes in after a lead, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm worried. Even a 20-point, 20 22-point lead, I freak out. But Mahimi changed that. I mean, they, they just came out, and they did not let me down today. And it was, it was so refreshing to finally see a D.C. team in round two win decisively <laughs> without giving me a heart attack. It was <laughs> Is that it's a dig? So is that a dig at the other team that's going to be on the ice? It's a, in a little couple dig. Days? I I was saying I was saying Uber needs to put on some hockey pads and get on the ice because sometimes the Caps need a, a little fire like that. It was it was a great game to watch, and I mean, like I said, hats off to Brooks. I mean, they could have just phoned it in. They could have just given up and been like dirty refs, dirty calls, dirty team. But we came out firing, and I mean. It was great, and more is saying we need to be grittier and more aggressive. Ubre may have taken that too far, but it's true. We needed to do it. The refs, hats off to them too for calling a, 
a great game and making sure it didn't spiral too much out of control. Um, I don't think I don't think you think it. Uh, maybe Celtics fans think it, but we we didn't really have a, a horrible referee game. I think it was pretty even on both sides, right? I think that's fair. I think it was pretty evenly called. Um, Bradley Beal definitely was flopping all over the place, but so was so was Mr. Smart. Uh, Olinick put his you know, oh. his elbow in Ubre's you know chin. I mean, there, it's going to go back and forth. At the end of this is still playoff basketball, right? So. Um, but yeah, right. I, I agree with you. I think the refs called an, uh, a balanced game. And during the telecast, they had, um, I think it was Steve Javi that came on and basically said, it's actually harder to call the games that get to 20, 30 points because the teams get chippier and it's right. the benches that are in, right? And everybody's trying to carve out some minutes and you mm-hmm. know get some stats on the sheet as well. So I, yeah, I don't think the refs have been, honestly, I don't think the refs have been a story the way they were in the Hawks series at all in this series. I think they've been, no. you know, yeah, that's what I'll they're supposed to that. be, right? They're, they're not supposed to be involved. So, um, you know, getting back to the box score here for just a second, the starters, Porter goes for 19, Morris goes for 10, Gortat goes for 13, but adds 16 boards. Beal goes for 11, John Wall goes for 24, Bojo goes for a huge 19 points off the bench. Brandon Jennings still, you know, four points, two assists, and just kind of, you know, getting in people's, I mean, Jennings, uh, getting under people's skin. Jennings, but uh, he, the, at, at the beginning of the game, he he did what he was supposed to do, and he spelled wall for a little bit, gave him some rest when we weren't ready to rest him for good. And I mean, yeah, you're you're completely right. Yeah, I mean the, the, the number though. Performed. I'll tell you, Paul. The thing that that still scares me though, when you look at the shooting percentages, Bradley Beal only shot four of twelve. You know, one from four from the three-point uh, from uh, from downtown. Those numbers aren't great. You know, that, that, that trend continues. Now, ironically, he hit his first three, I believe, or he hit three of four or four or five, uh, three of four, I believe, to start the game. Right. He had the first seven points. So he had seven points in the first four minutes and ten points the, the next three and a half quarters. That's not encouraging. Only three boards, three assists to go along with it, a block. You know, in about 25 minutes. So, you now granted, he didn't play the bulk of the fourth quarter, but still, that's something to be concerned about. That's something we've talked about it, now in two podcasts back to back. The shooting, the shooting percentage is just atrocious for Bradley Beal, and and I thought it was going to be different because he came out, they ran the offense through him, first seven points, looking good, found his groove, was attacking the basket, and uh, you know, on our little uh, WhatsApp thread, I said there was one point in the first quarter where he drove hard to the basket. And instead of just continuing the play, trying to dunk it or, or put a layup in and get a foul called, he kicked it out for a three. And at that time, I, I texted everybody in the group or you know in the in the WhatsApp, and I said, "That's not a good sign. He's already reverting back to not, you know, the the opposite of what we were hoping for, the non-aggressive right. version of Beal." And sure enough, he basically disappears for three and a half quarters. So, you know, I, I don't want to be overly negative because we did win. But the the horrible shooting and bad decision making of Bradley Beal seems to be continuing. I'll I'll have his back this game. It is concerning for sure, and hopefully on Sunday he comes out and he has another twenty five point game that we've come to expect from him. But I will have his back tonight because he was essentially the shutdown guy on it. And if you're not going to turn in an offensive performance, I'm all for turning in exactly what's requested of you on defense and I think he did that and I think it was a huge a huge thing for us and a huge hurdle for the Celtics because they essentially 
I mean, that that whole first half, they were, they were just shuffling rotations in and out, trying to find something to work. I don't know if they were worried because the first two games we started so fast or if they just wanted to, to find something that we weren't ready for, but I'm, 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 I'm going to give uh, Beal the benefit of the doubt tonight, and then we'll see what happens on Sunday. Hopefully Sunday he comes out and he just does exactly what he needs to do alongside with Wall, but I think I'm, that's I'm not fair. too concerned it's, with him. It's fair, I, you know, I, and again, I don't want to be overly negative, but the Celtics, we're not going to out three the Celtics. They shot 10 of 32 tonight. You know, they came crashing back down to earth after 19 in game one, and I think 14 in game two. They only hit 10 tonight, but the Wizards took 25 and only hit eight. So that's still not, you know, and again, a lot of it was when the game was out of reach and it was the backups, and I, I you know, I, I get it. So I'm not, it's, it's a pump the brakes type of statistic, but the poor shooting from Bradley Beal in particular, the the continuing, the you know, the vanishing that keeps happening essentially between the start of the game and the end of the game for Bradley Beal is discouraging. But, you know, on a positive note, you know, Mahimi comes in, gives them uh, just about 10 minutes. He doesn't do much, you know, as far as scoring, two points, three fouls, but two big blocks. And again, mm-hmm. stuffed the paint on defense, didn't allow them to just get easy, easy buckets the way, especially IT with those little those like teardrops and floaters and stuff, those weren't dropping. Right. And, yep. you know, when when uh, when Smart cuts to the lane or Olenek tries to back him down, you know, he he's not Jason Smith, right? He's not just going to – he's not going to take a step back. He's going to stand there right. like a wall. So he's a big French wall. Yeah. So, you know, that was um, that was good to it see. It was a welcome, <clears throat> Absolutely. A welcome return. And, and John Wall defensively, I mean, we... John Wall defensively, you know, it's amazing. He's the wall star on offense, and he's just simply the wall on defense when this guy wants yeah. to play defense he will go and block anything from anyone at any time it, you know he he, he doesn't back you, down from you anybody. could you could tell from the start that that wall found his groove fast on both offense and defense and he just you could see like he's like i'm done with it i'm done with the celtics getting away with the easy with the easy shots the easy boards all that he's like i'm done with it and he he took the game over, and that's what you want your all star to do. And and he did it. He didn't do it in a flashy way. He didn't do it in a crazy way. I mean, he only had how many assists today? Do you know? Uh, we talk about John Wall. Yeah, he had a he had a good line. He went for uh, twenty four and eight with three steals and a block. So he had yeah, eight, eight, that's, eight assists. That's fantastic. And I mean, the, he's averaging it in the playoffs. He's he's doing his his job, and I got. Nothing but love for him. I mean, he is probably my favorite DC athlete of all time. Except right now, Ubre definitely just sneaked <laughs> right back up there. I, I can't get over it, man. That was. That's that what we need. Again, we are. Yeah, we're we a finesse team. It. We're we're not going to get in. We're, we're not the bad boys. We're not going to go punk anybody. But I do appreciate the fact that somebody was basically willing to say enough is enough. You know, get the hell out of my face. You know, go sit on the bench. And, um, right. you know, it's unfortunate he got tossed, but, you know, when the team is playing like this, I mean, you really can't ask for much more. And, and I think that type of sometimes you need that type of reaction. Usually it's a coach who gets a tee to fire up his team or gets himself tossed to fire up the team. Um, right. You know, it was Ubre tonight, but that's OK. You know, that's OK. And, and looking, you know, he was, uh, you know, two points, two fouls and then got tossed. Um, I mean, it was it was early on in the game. The question here is, it helped today. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record saying it was it was a help today. It was a morale boost 
today. But we have to see what the NBA does, and hopefully he comes back and plays on Sunday and they don't throw some BS one-game suspension his way or something like that. Hopefully it's just a huge fine that I'm sure all the players would be happy to pitch in for. But Oh, he's got money. I, don't worry about him. He's got money. I know, I know. But I'm saying you, you, you would expect like a marquee for someone to be like, that's what I'm talking about, and, and throw him a couple thousand or whatever sure. NBA millionaires do. But – uh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, hopefully on Sunday. Well, look, I mean, if he, it, I expect that he will be in the lineup on Sunday. I think it would be insane for the NBA to uh, to hold him out. I mean, it was, Olenek, again, I don't think it was a dirty play, but it wasn't a clean one either. Ubre overreacted. You know, he's not known for this type of reaction, so I, I don't see the NBA keeping him out of game. Um, if they do, I think it, it's, it benefits, obviously, the Celtics. Um, but let, let's look at them just for a second here as well, because, you know, Isaiah Isaiah only plays 29 minutes, doesn't shoot very well, doesn't hit a three in this game. Uh, but he did get right. to the free throw line 11 times, though, so he, he still ends up at 13 points. Um, Al Horford was the uh, was actually very surprising. You know, he took, he took five three-pointers, hit four of them, and in my mind, all I kept thinking, and I think our boys, again, at uh, Celtics Over Easy tweeted us at some point during the game, little uh, banter and crosstalk during you know on on the in the twitter verse that somehow right. somehow the wizards are surviving al horford shooting 80 percent from behind the three-point line so that's not gonna that that's probably not a sign of things to come that's very abnormal but i think again ian mahimi being back in the lineup um you know he's not going to get out there and cover horford necessarily on the at the you know at the three-point um at the three-point line but he's also not going to let him basically um, hide on defense either. Like you still have to respect the fact that Mahimi can put the ball on the on the court, you know, back you down right. and get a little hook. Uh, but personally, for me, you know, last podcast and even the one before it, I, I said I think the Boston Celtics are one of the most overrated number one teams to ever win the Eastern Conference, and I think you're you're on the record, more or less agreeing yeah, with me I'll and saying you. that. You know, they they won the East because the the Cavaliers basically said, you know what, it doesn't really matter. We'd rather party in Miami and we'll see you in the playoffs. Um, But the Wizards, uh, Doris Burke on TV said it tonight. The Wizards have dominated the Celtics starter starters for starters and backups for backups. Um, But really more starters for starters. The Wizards have dominated this team in nine of 12 regulation quarters, uh, nine of 13 overtime. It's not even close. Like it's really not even close, um, and I think I think personally between Ian Mahimi and, and Kelly Oubre, I think if they can just be a little bit more consistent, I think this team can can close out any opponent. And frankly, I'm I'm really encouraged after what I saw tonight because the game was no I, different than games one and two. I absolutely agree, and we we've been on record for I don't know the last six podcasts that we've talked about the Wizards saying. In a seven-game stretch, I'm not worried about this team. I'm I'm not, and this is the exact performance I was expecting, even after game one and two, where you you come out hot and then you you, you stumble towards the end. I'm not worried about it because you have an amazing coach, you have an amazing starting lineup, you have a so-so bench, but they they have their ups and downs. But in a seven-game stretch, We'll we'll figure it out, and you're not going to punk us the way that you punked us in game one and two, and and that's what's happening right now. And hopefully, I'm not cursing the team or anything. But come Sunday, I'm I'm expecting just as much of a dominant performance this time around. I mean, it it 
it's the team that we have. That's the team that we have. Everyone's great at shooting. We have the bigs when they perform. They're some of the best. Absolutely bigs. balanced I mean, inside and out, completely balanced mm-hmm. inside and out. And with Mahimi back, you know that second unit is they just they can let Bojo, Mister Bo Buckets, just do what he does, which is come in and shoot. They, he doesn't have to do anything else. Although he he did end up, I think, with ten boards tonight, which is uh, a, you know, again, if he if Bojo's going to go for nineteen and ten, we're going to win. So yes. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. It sounds like you are too. Um, you know, we uh, we had the Wizards winning. So, you know, as far as our, our bets go for the week, we're looking good. We're still on the positive. Um, and I think we both expect them to come out again and win on um, on Sunday as well. I, I fully expect them to win. This is – we're just the better team. That That's the that's plain and simply right. the truth. We are the better I'll team. I'll tell you what, the, the, the surprising stat was going back to the regular season that each team has won their home game. So we split the series and then obviously the playoffs, each team's winning their home game. So the real question, I'm not really, I'm, I don't want to look ahead past Sunday, but the real question is going to be game five. If we can steal it in Boston, that would be the, 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 the best thing. The absolutely. Once that happens, I, we're going to the Eastern conference finals. I'm convinced if we steal game five, I'm convinced we're going. Yeah, I'm with you, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves either. They still, I think they they got to come out. They got to stay focused on Game Four. But we're fans, of right? And as fans, we can say we expect them to win the Game Four. And the reality is, the two playoff games in Boston, the Wizards should have won. They were the better team on the court. They had seventeen a seventeen point lead and a fourteen point lead. Um, in in Game Two, they actually had a thirteen point lead with like four minutes left. So right. Boston comes here for a playoff game and they basically they, they get run out of the building. So it's clear which team is the better team. And uh, you know, time will tell. Time will tell with this one and you they finally get a couple days off to rest. So you know, if they're a little rusty coming out, you know, the NBA's finally giving them more than a day and a half or two days off, but we'll take it. We'll take I, it. I think it's going to help us more than than hurt us this this a little bit of rest. I mean, even Mahimi, I mean, he got 9 minutes, but it was probably a hard 9 minutes on him. Let him rest up and then go even more on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he, he went from not playing to not practicing to in the lineup. So welcome back. Right. Welcome back, uh, big man. It's good to see you. Uh, Paul, let's get out on this. Are the Caps going to win on Saturday night? I'm going to say yes. Um, they should have won last night. Uh, we scored on ourselves. It, we, it's just. Again, it's the same thing. We are the better team. History has proven that we fumble in the playoffs, but we really are the better team. I am pretty sure we're going to take this, and I think one of our uh, one of our close friends says we get it in seven. I'm I'm going to agree with that too. Oh man, that doesn't sound good to me. I know. I'm just saying that doesn't sound. Uh... <laughs> That doesn't sound so good to it's, me, but it's concerning. It's concerning, but if we just watch the the BS and the sloppy defense and the even just knock the rebounds out so that they don't get some BS short sighted goal off of a shoulder, I mean, it, it's ridiculous the the type of goals that they're getting. But well, look, man, I'm, uh, we'll I'm with that. you. I'm with you. Caps are going to win. Wizards are going to win. It's going to be a good weekend for. DC sports. I can feel it. I'm, I'm so pumped that the wizards finally pulled, uh, you know, put a whole game together, crushed the Celtics. Yes. 
you know, and I'll be listening to all the talk sports radio here locally and nationally tomorrow to hear all the people basically walk back their Washington is dead nonsense. And uh, I, I think some of them are going to change their tone and say, hey, you know what? The Wizards have outplayed the Celtics in all three of these games. They're the better team. So time will tell. But for now, go Caps and uh, go Wiz. And man, oh, let the momentum continue. Let this curse die. For Paul, Please. I'm Joe. Good night. We are out. This has been DTC, your one-stop shop for all things DC sports. Visit us online at www.defeatingthecurse.com. Find us and follow us on all social media platforms at Defeating the Curse. Thanks for listening. Until next time, hustle and get rich.